Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Becca. And we're two curious ladies on an adventure to learn more about cooking, cannabis, and the fine art of gluttony. Join us every 10 days or so as we get high and make our way through a recipe. Step inside and let the consumption begin. year Gretchen <laughs> happy noodle year Brett Becca <laughs> we're making noodles <laughs> for the nude year the nude year <laughs> send nudes everybody <laughs> not to us not to us <laughs> just get them out in the world no just mm-hmm. kidding well we are kicking off 2024 with <laughs> Oh, you, no. you are skipping a year, Becca. I 2023. Already, <laughs> I'm already done with 2023. <laughs> it's one day. Okay. <laughs> Happy 2023. <laughs> we are starting this 2023 year with a really comforting, nice, cozy dish to kick off this year. Don't you think? I do. We were originally going to try and do fancy stuff, but then we were like, no. <laughs> no. We'd rather no. do nudes. <laughs> yeah. We just want to eat noodles. I mean, I always want to eat noodles. I'm never yeah. going to argue with a noodle uh, episode. Totally true. <laughs> so we are making stroganoff. Gretchen's doing hers with beef. I'm not doing any beef. And we are going to make the noodles from scratch. So this is maybe what we do every January 1st now for the nude year is make noodles. What are you smoking though while we get ready to make our noodles? I'd gone on to Ease yesterday just to see what was going on with one of my new favorite brands, which is Jeter, to see if they had a good supply of Jeter infused joints. And they did not, but they had another of my new favorite brands, which is Cloud, had one called passion fruit. And since I love passion fruit, I had to buy a big old bag of passion fruit. (laughs) This has, yeah, it has a THC percentage of 24.99 and it has CBD, which is 0.115%. So not a lot, but I have increased that by adding some Verita in because this is a sativa and they tend to make me a little anxious. I'm trying to see if I could bring down that anxiety a little bit with some Frida mixed in there. We'll see how this goes. What are you enjoying today, Becca? Well, that does sound fun. And that's no surprise that you picked the passion fruit one. I mean, if there's an option on the table and one of them is passion fruit, that's probably what Gretchen's going to pick. Always, always. I love passion fruit. It's my favorite. <laughs> always, Yep. So I am trying something new to new to me today. It is a vape pen and it's garlic cookie strain from Roots. And this is a hash oil. It does have caryophylline, humulene, and then something that we're going to have to look into at some point called transneurolidol. There's like a new terpene every day. I need to understand more about <laughs> these, I swear. Terpenes are very interesting. I know we've kind of covered terpenes slightly 
but there's a lot to understand about what the fuck they are and what they actually do. And I am not, not necessarily an expert. I do want to learn more. And I like having the info. I'm just so overwhelmed all the time looking at labels. But anyway, it is so it's really smooth and it tastes really good. It has 84% THC and then unfortunately only 0.5 CBD, which is not too bad, but not enough. (laughs) So far, so good. I'm enjoying it. We will see. So we're both trying new things today. I'm just trying a new strain. You're trying a new method. I'd be interested to look into the difference between what you would call a hash oil and most cartridges. So I don't know if that's necessarily as distinctive, but I'd I'd have to look into it to see. Sure. Yeah. It's very interesting. It says it has no synthetic terpenes, no fillers and no additives, which also makes me think like I'm not paying enough attention to what additives or (laughs) synthetic terpenes are happening in other pens that I've used. (laughs) Who knows? Right? Who knows? Well, it's tasty so far. I'm enjoying it. I'm going to keep enjoying it. And it's also tasting so, so delicious with this wine I'm drinking. We're both doing a Pinot today and mine is a 2018 Poe, P-O-E, Mendocino Ridge. It's so good Gretchen it's so good oh my gosh what are you drinking you said you had to decant yours so what year is it it's a it, well it's a 2014 so it's not horrifically old but since it is a little bit older than some of the stuff I might typically drink I decanted it because it's also kind of a special bottle it's delightful so this is from the Gaps Crown Vineyard in Sonoma which is very famous. We used to make a wine out of this at um, when I was at Brighter. They make a lot of Pinot from there. It's really good. Very beautiful, delicate, not too earthy on the spectrum of Pinot Noir. Definitely more fruity, but just like a nice hint of leather, kind of a tobacco-y leather kind of thing going on, which makes it very nice with what we're doing today, I hope. Yeah, mine's it's like berries and mushrooms and it's really nice. Yeah, mine's a little more on the, the leathery, tobacco-y side than the mushroomy side, but I was anticipating that from this wine, that this is the style of Pinot I like, so therefore <laughs> I'm expecting that. It's exactly what you wanted. <laughs> and it's perfect. It's ready to drink. It's I'm not terribly overwhelmed by it being absolutely amazing, but it's very good. I think maybe it's just that I'm not as into wine as I once was either. So it doesn't quite ring the bell the way it used to. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You're like, yeah, it tastes great. It's great. Well, like you said, I think these are both, both of our wines are going to taste delicious with the stroganoff that we're making today. I'm excited. I love stroganoff. It is one of my top five foods of all time. My grandma always made it for us. We, We ate it a lot as when I was a kid. When were you introduced to stroganoff? I didn't have it. My family didn't make it. So it wasn't something I grew up with. I'd always heard of it and wanted to eat it, but I never really ate beef growing up that much, like on my own. And so I just avoided it. Yeah, I didn't eat beef that much until the place we worked at where they Mm. raised their own cattle. Anyway, so it wasn't something super common to me. I did have it later on, but I've never really... I've never made it intentionally at home. So this is a first for me. I've probably made some version of the sauce on my own, just like throwing stuff together. 
<laughs> but not intentionally with like, I'm going to make a stroganoff tonight. We make it all the time because my family's a bit obsessed with it. And <laughs> my as I said, my grandma made it all the time when I was a kid. I had no idea it had mushrooms in it though until my first disastrous attempt when I was older trying to make it. And I thought I understood how it was made and I did not. I made it a, basically a braised beef dish, having no idea what my grandma was making. Did not know that it had mushrooms in it because I think she used mushroom soup. So that was her trick was oh. you use like cream of mushroom, like Campbell's cream of mushroom, which is totally a great shortcut to making a stroganoff. But I had no idea it had mushrooms until I actually like looking for a recipe for stroganoff and was like, well, no wonder that didn't taste anything like grandma's. It had no mushrooms. <laughs> and you did the beef totally differently. Uh, yeah, the beef is, yeah. It, yeah, it's supposed to be, it's a quick cooking dish. So it's really easy, great for weeknight dinners, which explains a lot of why I had it so much as a kid, yeah. also because we all loved it. So I'm sure that's, that contributed to the, the deep love of it in my family is that, you know, we'd eat it. That was yeah. always a nice thing for grandma when we'd eat her food. I mean, I'm a, there were not a lot of things that grandma made that I didn't eat. This was a favorite. I'm glad I know how to make it now and that it is fast and easy. But I'm pretty excited to make it with like a Russian noodle of sort. Yeah, should we talk a little bit about how we got to this point of the noodle trajectory? We yeah. decided on stroganoff after we ruled out right yeah. we wanted to do <laughs> we were gonna roll like a, things. Yeah. <laughs> we were gonna roll we were gonna roll roll into the new year with our roll odds. But we rolled that out and then decided we were gonna use one of Marcella's hand stretched noodle recipes because we love Marcella and Gretchen started reading these steps which were so numerous and so overwhelming and we both just sat there trying like Gretchen's like moving her hands trying to like imagine what the rolling process is going to look like and then at one point we were like should we be doing Marcella's Italian noodles for a Russian dish maybe yeah. not <laughs> It was only after Becca had looked at other hand stretch noodle recipes, which one of which was Chinese, which I was just yeah. like, I don't know if I can stretch that far to, um, <laughs> hey, but no, I want to do this, just not with this dish. Look out for that in the future. That may be a happy new year next year. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we are uh, intrigued with the different hand stretch noodle options out there because we didn't find that many, but Finally, we did decide maybe we should look for a more sort of traditional to stroganoff noodle. And Gretchen found this really great Russian noodle that we're going to use today. So we're going to, again, make that from scratch. We'll be using a mixer. We'll talk more about that later. But we do want to make this kind of a simpler process, even though the noodles will be handmade. The, the hand stretch usually refers to when you're actually making the noodle itself. Making it in the mixer is just a little bit of uh, making it easy on ourselves. I've been having some trouble like with my joints lately, so I'm not necessarily as keen to be doing all that kneading by hand. And we've done that enough for the podcast. So we're, we're looking into the shortcuts now. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, we're happy to start a new year, but we're still so tired. <laughs> so give us the mixer. <laughs> 
was also after we decided roulade wasn't challenging enough for what we were trying to do. So we were just like, well, never mind. Fuck it. Like, it's not going to be that hard. Whole new plan. Whole new plan. <laughs> Shut, chuck that out. But I'm, I'm always intrigued to learn about a new type of noodle. This is not any really that much different than the noodles we've made before ingredients wise. Although it does have butter in it, which is a new, a, a, a new noodle addition for <laughs> a nude my, addition, <laughs> a nude addition to the noodle repertoire I have. <laughs> so we'll talk about that noodle process in just a minute. Of course, there's always multiple versions of the histories of dishes or items or food or what have you that we always come across. But I found only one version of the history. I found additional details on your original from this website called Bridge, A Bridge to Moscow. Now, this is named after a person. So Stroganov, the word doesn't necessarily mean anything other than it was this Count Stroganov that this dish was possibly created for. He shows up in every version. Probably a kernel of real truth there. Yeah, <laughs> we know that's true at the very least. It's named after this dude. Now, how it came to be is... A whole different thing. And this website says that there's these two popular versions. I'm sure you could find others that are not as popular. Version one. Um, so version one is that it was invented by Count Stroganov's chef, who was Andre Dupont. And in his elderly years, Count Stroganov's teeth weren't working so well. So he made this fl- sort of thinly sliced beef dish that he could eat easily. The other version, which I I actually really like, is that Count Stroganov actually, even though he was wealthy, he didn't have any children. So he he actually like opened up his home to many people of varying classes, and he would invite lots and lots of people for these. Since this is a dish that could be easily prepared and easily divided up into individual portions, that's what the origin of the dishes. So maybe the truth is somewhere in between. (laughs) That's nice. I I see in the notes that that was called an open table. Open tables. Yeah. Kind of fun to think about um, that idea of just like opening your home for food and how connecting food is to communities and to people and I, I mean, like he wasn't, wasn't opening it to everybody because basically the only rule was, well, the only two rules, I guess, this would, I would put, classify this as two rules, but <laughs> is that everybody had to be properly dressed and fairly educated. So you're definitely ruling out some people. Yeah. But. Okay. A little more elitist than fully open table. Come on in, have some beef stroganoff. But the idea is there. The, <laughs> the concept is a nice one. Yes, we're diverse. Uh, we just, you just have to be properly dressed and educated to be here. Right. Which, okay. Pretty yeah. limiting at that point. But we did see that the first publication of the recipe was in a Russian cookbook called Classic Russian Cooking Elena Malakovet. Sorry if I'm getting that wrong. A Gift to Young Housewives, which was published in 1871. So we could go seek out that book too and see what that original recipe says. It would be very interesting. I would be intrigued to find that recipe. I just didn't have time to look for that. Was there anything else you wanted to say about the history of this little dish? 
I mean, that was pretty much all we could find, but it was nice to know. I did not know it was named after a person. and I really didn't know anything about the history. I just knew I liked the dish. <laughs> totally. I thought it was German. <laughs> I did know it was Russian, but just because well, of the name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm excited, obviously, to make food that I've never really made before, but like it is pretty simple. Like you said, it's meant to be a quicker sort of weeknight kind of dish. Should I read off the ingredients and then you can talk us through the steps? Yes, please. Okay. We've got a lot of sources going on here. We will share all of them. The ingredient quantities and this list that I'm reading right now is from natashaskitchen.com. We also have a Fanny Farmer recipe in the mix that we're referencing. We've also got like a BBC Good Food. There's a couple things going on. The noodles come from a different source. So we're all, all over the place. place. <laughs> we are all over the place. But you will need some version of this. A pound of top sirloin steak, thinly sliced into strips. She did say there's a couple of options. Gretchen will probably talk some more about this, but you do need nicer quality or I, Gretchen has said she's used ground beef. So just beef, beef, <laughs> just beef. beef, beef of some variety. So you don't want anything, any tough kind of meat unless you're slicing that super duper 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 thin. So just, you want a tender kind of meat, but if you're fancy, you do tenderloin, less fancy sirloin or flank steak will work. There's lots of options. Okay. Love versatile options. In addition to the beef, you'll need two tablespoons of olive oil, two tablespoons of unsalted butter, a half a medium onion, finely chopped. Gretchen is using shallots, a half a pound of brown mushrooms, thickly sliced, one garlic clove minced or pressed, which both Gretchen and I will be doing, one tablespoon all-purpose flour, one cup of beef broth. Do you have beef broth, I'm guessing? I'm using bouillon, but... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I ended up making a mushroom broth with some dried mayatakis. Hmm. Yummy. Yeah. I'm excited. And then we need that heavy whipping cream. So that's three quarters of a cup, one quarter cup of sour cream. We'll talk about those ratios later. One tablespoon, the W word sauce. (laughs) Which is your sauce? Half a teaspoon Dijon mustard, half a teaspoon salt a quarter teaspoon black pepper, and then green onions to garnish. Gretchen doesn't have green onions, so she's going to pick another thing from her garden, probably. Chives. Chives, Chives. something like that. Okay. (laughs) Our noodles are going to be a quarter cup of boiling water, a quarter cup of melted butter, three quarter teaspoons of salt, three large eggs, And then two and a half cups of all-purpose flour, but up to three and a half cups of flour, just depending on the consistency that we'll need in the end. What special equipment do we need today? We're using a stand mixer, which is not essential, but helpful, especially if you do not want to do this with your hands. And we'll need a rolling pin, and then you'll need a saute pan and your knives and cutting boards for your usual veggie prep type things. But other than that, not a lot. Pretty simple what we're doing today. Okay. Yeah, that's great. And high level, what are our steps going to be? We are going to start by making our noodles, which is going to involve mixing our butter and boiled water together. 
and heating that up. You can do this on the stove. We're actually just going to do it in the microwave because we're feeling a little cheeky and cheaty today. <laughs> <laughs> cheeky, cheaty nudes. <laughs> cheeky, cheating nudes. Oh, God. I think that's the episode title. Cheeky, cheating nudes. In 2024, just kidding. <laughs> 2024, cheeky, cheating nudes writing this down <laughs> then are going to mix up the eggs in a mixing bowl with the salt and then you're going to add that cool to warm water butter mixture to that and get that mixed up really well then we are going to add the flour and mix that together until it's a noodle-esque texture we'll portion that out into to a couple chunks of dough to make the rolling it out easier. We'll roll it out. We are going to cut those using some pizza cutters. And then when once that's done, we will make our sauce. Are we ready to get in the kitchen then? Yeah, let's make some nudes. Let's make some <laughs> cheeky, cheaty nudes. Cheeky, cheaty nudes. <laughs> what are you going to roll your dough out on? I'm going to use my roll pat on the counter. Okay. I broke... Well, I cut my silpat on accident. Oh, so I no. should get a new one. I know. Uh, you could still use it for the if you're rolling out the dough. Yeah, that's a good point. Are your eggs still in their shells or have you cracked them? Uh, no, they are in their shells. I have not cracked them yet. I was just about to do that. Okay, I'll do it too. I'll put my salt in. Okay. And I realized I should have started with my flour or my water and butter I just really want to call water you call flour and water. today yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay so we're putting our water and butter into the microwave yeah I'm gonna start with 30 seconds okay I have to mix up my eggs still still oh okay well I did that first so it's like oh I've done this out of order <laughs> now my eggs are just gonna sit there actually I think 30 seconds did it Oh, yeah. I think as long as the butter's fully melted, that should be fine. Okay, cool. I think that's good then. Let it cool a bit. Good news is we're not really, I don't think we're going to necessarily be cooling it all away from boiling. So we just don't want to cook the eggs. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be a minute for that. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to read the sauce steps? Sure, why not? So we're going to start with a, this is a deep pan. I've always made mine in a saute pan or a sautus. I that's what I'm using is a sort of wide squat pan versus a Dutch oven. Placing that over medium high heat, we're going to add our oil and heat to very hot. Then I'm going to be adding the beef strips. So you got to start by cooking the beef strips in a single layer. So you'll probably end up doing a couple of batches. This says two, it depends on the size of your pan, how many batches it'll be. <laughs> But you don't want to crowd the pan. You just want to make sure everything can spread out as much as possible. Once your beef is cooked lightly, again, because you have later cooking, it doesn't have to be completely cooked through. You will then remove that from the pan, add your two tablespoons of butter, the chopped onion, and the sliced mushrooms, and saute for six to eight minutes or until liquid has evaporated and onions and mushrooms are soft and lightly brown. So we're going for a little uh, Maillard reaction here, people. 
Then once you've got started that browning a little bit, you add your garlic and saute for one minute, just until you can start to smell the garlic. Then you add your flour, that's your thickening agent, and stir for one minute. Pour in your broth and make sure you do a good scrape on the bottom of the pan. Make sure you get up any flavorful bits and flour. And then you're gonna add your cream and simmer for one to two minutes until you've had a little reduction in your liquid. We've left our sour cream out on the counter so that it's slightly warm. She suggests that if you're going from cold though, to put a little bit of your hot sauce into the cream just to bring that temperature up a little bit so it doesn't hit the sauce and go and freak out and curdle. <laughs> scientific term. <laughs> yeah, you know, I love being scientific. Um, oh, no, wait, wait, that's dramatic. I like being dramatic. <laughs> then you stir the sour cream in when, if depending on if you need to temper it or if you're, you know, just going to go with it like we are. We'll stir that in then. Uh, you're also adding the Worcestershire, Dijon mustard, and salt pepper at this point, salt and pepper. And then continue simmering until sauce is creamy. Add the beef as well as any accumulated juices in at this point and simmer until beef is just heated through. Oh, okay, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I, there you go. I was at the bottom of my screen. I didn't have, <laughs> okay, so that's it. The end. Yeah. The end. Well, add the so then we'll cook our noodles and then add the mm -hmm. cooked noodles to the sauce at that point. Or you can just top with the sauce. You could put the noodles okay. into a dish and just top with the sauce. Okay. I think that most of the things we looked at recommended buttered noodles. So cooking the noodles, adding a little bit of butter to them, and then adding sauce. It, this is a low calorie, low fat dish, people. Oh yeah, this is the healthiest thing we're <laughs> eating today. I don't care. I really don't. I love fat. No. Fat yeah. is my Give friend. Give me all the butter, all the creams. Put them in. Okay. Should we check our butter water? Butter water? Yeah. Water, butter, <laughs> butter, water. Butter, water, water, butter. Oh, it's still hot. Mm, it's pretty warm. I'm going to just like pour this back and forth between the two containers I've got okay. dirty now because that'll <laughs> yeah. help release some of the heat. Ooh. Okay. I'm just swishing mine around. There you go. I was going to say stirring also would probably work pretty well. And it does just need to cool down slightly. All right. I think I'm cooled down enough. Yeah, I think it's fine. I think if we start stirring the egg, because in the mixer, or are you going to use, are you whisking that this in by hand as well? I was going to start this in the, in the mixer. Okay. I'm going to start the mixer and pour my water in slowly while it's mixing. And that will give the eggs time to adjust a little bit to the temperature so, too. So that should help if it's not quite cool enough, that should help alleviate any issues we might have. So, okay. So this is going to be a chunk of mixer sounds. Mixer sounds, gonna, yes. We'll add in our butter water, get that incorporated, and then we start adding the flour. Flour, okay. correct. All right, gluttoners, we'll see you on the other side, the on the other side, side. Uh, <laughs> on the other side of the mixing sounds. Yes, yeah. <laughs> here, okay. here we go. <laughs> so we are about to start adding the flour a half a cup at a time into the mixer while it's running. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Mine's getting sticky. 
as soon as I add this last half cup, I will be ready to add the do, switch over to the dough hook. Okay. Yeah, this is it's getting quite. I'm not sure if I even want to switch over to the dough hook before I add it. Maybe. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. So I just scraped the the thing. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking yes, that might be a good idea. It's pretty sticky. Yeah. And I feel like it might be harder to get the <laughs> get this clean after. <laughs> I'm gonna put more salt in it because my dough doesn't have as much flavor as I'd like. I am adding my last bit of flour. Okay, me too. Let's do it. And turning on the mixer again. I'm going to add a little more flour because mine's still quite sticky. I'm going to turn my mixer on and now we're into the part where we're going to knead this until it's fully formed dough. Okay. So now we're going to roll it out? Yes, we are, cut are it going in to... Oh, we have to cut it into pieces. You're right. Can I do mine on the countertop? Of course. A medium orange. I think I'm going to get three pieces out of my dough. Okay. You're cutting it with the pizza cutter? Yeah, just because I'm cutting it on my roll pat and I didn't really want to use a knife. And I don't think I'm going to cover mine with a damp towel because it's so, since I've got moisture in the air today, I'm not too worried about it drying out too much. Okay. One of my oranges is slightly bigger, but I got three. Rough size is fine. Okay. <laughs> and we roll? And yeah, we're jumping right into the rolling. Is there a shape we're looking for? A circle still? Or... I don't think it matters. Okay. I mean, if it gets kind of squarish, not going to be a problem. Sure. I have a feeling, just uh, based off of my first bit of rolling here, is that what I might end up needing to do is, like, roll these out and to, like, a flat shape and then let them rest because they are springing back some. Okay. So does that mean, like, when you say springing back, like, you roll it out and then it kind of, like, pulls back towards the middle? Yep. Okay, that's happening to me too. That's just a function of the, the gluten being stretched and wanting to contract back onto itself. When you let it rest, it makes it relax Pull. a little bit. It's like if you just worked out and your muscles are all tight up, you need to yes. stretch and rest a little. Exactly. So this recipe came from nummykitchen.blogspot.com. Her noodles came out in some crazy shapes. And I do think that probably was related to the fact that she didn't rest her dough. Okay. And she also couldn't get them very thin because she didn't rest her dough. <laughs> okay. Mine's all rolled out. Kind of a heart shape. Mine's vaguely, it's sort of a rectangle, almost a square. <laughs> kind of looks like a little bit like a, a ghost from Pac-Man. <laughs> chomp, chomp. Chomp, chomp, chomp. <laughs> I'm going to get a plate out to set this rolled out piece on too. And so I can roll out another piece and then I can kind of just trade them off. Now I think I'll get all these, these noodles rolled out in no time. I'm back working on my first piece that I rolled out and let sit. I'm able to get it pretty thin. Okay. Did you, did you roll out all three and then no. go back to the first one? No, I rolled out a second one. I've only done two pieces of dough so far. Got it. I, I have a third. Yeah, my first one's resting, and I just rolled out my second, and it's very thin. I feel like I can use this one. I use that second. The second one is definitely, like, much better. So, yeah, a little, a little resting on this dough is good. 
Mm -hmm. I'm going to cut noodles from the first piece and then I'll finish up the second piece and then I'll do the third piece because we can probably just rock with it after that. Cool. You're going to re-roll your first one and cut it. Right. Yeah. So I've just stretched it a little bit more. I'm trying to get the edges a little bit thinner, but it's not, Mm -hmm. that's not really happening. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I've stretched it out as thin as I think I should. And I'm going to cut, cut this baby. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm back to my first piece and it's just stretching out so much more smoothly, (laughs) but it ended up looking like the state of Texas. (laughs) It's like a very weird shape. (laughs) I'm going to get a sheet pan out to lay my noodles on. With some parchment paper. Okay. I was like, I got to put these somewhere. Where am I going to put them? (laughs) They are very soft, though. Is that good? We'll find out. (laughs) Did you try to make them similar sizes? (laughs) Yes, roughly, but not not well. They are coming out in some assorted sizes here. (laughs) How thick are yours? Or wide? Here, I'll show you one. Like an inch? Maybe more like a quarter of an inch. Oh, like a fettuccine? Yeah, similar to a fettuccine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm doing pappardelle. I got to thin it down. Uh, or not. You, you Or not. It's up, it's up to you. Right. My noodles. They're your noodles. You do what you want, <laughs> Becca. All right. I'm doing thicker. There. Good. <laughs> Thanks, Gretchen. <laughs> but I'm not using any extra flour either, so I wonder okay. they're so soft. It's fun to cut with a pizza cutter. Yeah, I do like it. I do like doing any anytime I have like a pastry thing to do and I get to use it. I mean, I also like it because it's a bunny and it jingles right. like a spur. But yeah, <laughs> these are features, not bugs for me. So <laughs> yeah, you're surrounded by horse spurs and bunnies all the time. Mm-hmm. We were also interested in this recipe because you can freeze the dough. Oh, so you freeze it after you cut the noodles? Yes. Oh, okay. I see. Well, that makes sense too. <laughs> <laughs> makes more sense. Yeah, because she was saying she made so many, she didn't know what to do with them all. Yeah. I can't decide if I should leave these in long strips or cut them down a little bit. I know. <laughs> They're quite long, so I feel like I probably should cut them somewhat. Yeah. Um, all right. Mine are long too. I think I want them in half also. Oh, I'm cutting mine pretty short. Okay. Makes them look like finger bones. <laughs> Have you seen these different levels of water cooking and the results in a pasta? What? No. What? Like, like just covering the pasta with water versus like oh, filling a- like a whole Dutch oven of water. Uh huh. And the different results, I guess it like yields different consistencies. Yeah, I could see that being the case. Yeah, I kind of want to test it. Cheeky, cheaty nudes all year. All year long. Well, it's been about an hour and a half, so we are (laughs) right on schedule. I think that the the sauce will not take very much time. It should only take us like 15 minutes to make, really. Perfect. I probably will leave my third ball of dough for later. Uh Uh-huh. Roll out. I do have to finish this other piece of pasta since I rolled it out already. Right. So you'll do two of the three into noodles today or into noodles right now. Yes. Okay. All right. So I'm now going back to my second dough that was rolled out and resting. My first one's all cut up sitting on a board. 
I'm going to use a little bit of flour this time since these are so soft. It won't hurt. Yeah, letting it rest really improves the ability of the dough to stretch. It's quite a game changer. Yeah. <laughs> this second piece is so much more pliant. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to get my water started here. So. Okay. All right, I'm going to start my pan heating, too, for my, my sauce, just because I got to okay. cook that meat. Okay. So that once I've got these noodles cut, I can hop right onto that. Okay. I am just going to go ahead and do my third bunch because you'll be doing your beef. Works for me. Especially since these are so quick. And doing it in the hand mixer made a big difference in how quickly it was done. Mm-hmm. Kneading my hand always takes quite a bit longer. Yeah, if you're having any joint or hand pain, brutal for 10 minutes of kneading. Indeed. Indeed. Okay, there's flour going everywhere. <laughs> Whoops. Just pushed, I pushed my sleeve up and it was like, poof. You're performing unintentional magic tricks <laughs> with your flour. Exactly. All right. I'm getting my pan ready to go here. Oh, we are rolling. It is smoky. Hold on. Okay. You'll have your pan on. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oops. My pan is hot, so I need to go uh, with my, my mushrooms and onions. So Okay. I've got my pan heating up, so I won't be too far behind you. Okay. Great. I was just like, ah, I kind of didn't prepare you. And, uh... <laughs> Don't worry, coach. I'm ready. Okay. I'm on deck. Right. You're on deck. Great. It's supposed to be pretty high heat, right? I'm doing mine on medium right now because otherwise okay. it was going too fast for me. But since you're starting without so much priming on the pan, you probably need a little bit more heat than I do. Okay. Got my first set of nudes done. Woo! Nude check. Nude check. Gotta put some butter on them. They smell like noodles. <laughs> okay, I love them. You do? Mm-hmm. Yay! What do you they love? They have this, that nice, really chewy texture. It's sort mm. of springy, almost like a ramen. Mmm, delicious. But since that dough is a little bit softer, it has a bit more of almost a, what's the word I want? Fuck. I keep thinking gnocchi. Spetzel, like a spetzel kind uh, of texture too. Yum. Lots of good things happening there. Okay, fun. My mushrooms are taking a minute to cook down. Mine are, mine are going pretty good. Oh, no. I pulled the noodles that are on the parchment paper out of the sheet tray to cut them because I was trying to cut them on the sheet tray. And, and so now I've got a couple, I've lost a couple off the, the side of the counter because they decided to just like jump off the <laughs> parchment paper. <laughs> no more parchment. They're like, we're out of here. <laughs> oh, and I'm going to use a little bit of my cooking liquid to make my bouillon over here. Oh, nice. I'm so smart. <laughs> mushroom sizzles mushroom sizzles yeah I'm getting pretty well to brown over here okay gotta go figure out how much heavy cream I have before uh, I get too far along here oh yeah one thing to mention we had said we were going to come back to the ratios on the heavy cream and the sour cream because Gretchen you said that to me before we started cooking that you you had never used heavy cream you've always used sour cream or traditionally like your family used only sour cream as far as I know yeah yeah so this will be interesting 
to have that heavy cream balance. But it does make sense too if you'd use like a cream of mushroom soup in right. this. It then would you have wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> you're pre-creamed. <laughs> yeah, you're um, cream primed. Cream primed. Yes. <laughs> All right, so I'm going in with my garlic because that looks like I'm, that's where I'm at. Okay. And that was just till fragrant. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the rest probably happens quick, right? Can you yep. give us a recap of what happens next? We've just added our garlic. Now we'll add a tablespoon of flour. Okay. I'm a, I'm a tad behind. I haven't done my garlic yet. I'm still cooking down my mushrooms. But so it goes garlic then flour, then, then broth, then broth. Yeah. Okay. And stirring the whole time, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh God. I got to get my noodles out. Hold on. Oh, okay. it's going too fast. Going too fast. Oh, no. no nudes. <laughs> I did add a little butter to my noodles just to keep them hopefully from sticking together too much here. Okay. Going with my broth time. She's going with the broth, people. It's the broth. Well, it's pasta broth. water that I'm adding bouillon to. Scrapey, 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 scrapey. Scraping all that flavory goodness out of the bottom. Well, and that thickened up quite nicely since I've got that extra starch from the noodle cooking water. Oh, good. So now that we've got the broth going and... Now I'm going with my, now we're going with the cream, which it looks like I have probably more than three quarters of a cup. So <laughs> did a heavy splash. Okay. Now we're just waiting for that to come to a boil so it can thicken and evaporate. Now that we're done with the smoky part, I can turn the fan off. Okay. I just went with my flour. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you're not too far behind me here, so getting my sour cream ready to go okay yep. so then after heavy cream it's sour cream and then the w sauce and dijon yep okay i don't have i can't buy my dijon so i'm using whole grain mustard because <laughs> it's what you have it's what i got yeah going in with my whipping cream heavy cream so I'm, I'm caught just, up oh you did your sour cream i did my sour cream i just added my wish sure okay we are definitely creamy. <laughs> Pretty thick. <laughs> I'm going to turn my heat down a little bit because I've got going pretty wild over here. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, I'm going to go in with my beef. Okay. Now I got to turn this back up because I cooled it down. Oh no. Didn't, didn't have a chance to get too cold. There we go. There's the boil. And since I sliced my beef so thin, it's probably pretty well cooked. Mm-hmm. So you're just kind of combining it with the other stuff now then? Yep. Just kind of making sure it's all mixed together thoroughly. It looks pretty good right now. Okay. Nice and thick. So let's give this a taste. Okay. First taste. Yep. That's Delicious. Good. It's really good. Oh, good. I might have been a slightly heavy-handed on my Worcestershire sauce, but... <laughs> but... It's so good. How can it be too heavy? Delightfully, like, savory. And mm. I've never actually added the mushroom mustards before. Not the mushrooms, the mustard. Okay, that's a, so that's a, a really nice addition. 
Like, okay. Mm. I just put my sour cream in, so I need it to thicken just a bit now. Yeah. Okay. But it should, shouldn't take very much. Okay. Then I'm going to put my noodles in. Do I need to do these in batches? Uh, I might. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'd for sure. <laughs> they almost all slipped off. <laughs> that would have been really tragic. <laughs> right at the end. For my next batch of noodles, I'm going to have to dump the water and start fresh because I lost a bit of volume. Oh yeah. Here go my new, I'm putting some nudes into a bowl here. I really like the noodles. <laughs> I'm so glad. Mm, yeah. I love that. Yay. And I've sauced, stir this together, my saucy nudes. <laughs> oh, my God. So good? Yeah. Yay. Oh, this is exactly what I needed with this weather being kind of bleh. <laughs> good. And that really thin sliced meat is so good. I'm so glad. I am behind because my noodles are done. I got to turn my sauce down. Everything's, I got to, I got to finish my sauce, but I got noodles to butter. Don't worry. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. So now I need to go with my W sauce and my Dijon and then salt and pepper. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. That sauce is so good. Oh my gosh. It's I love so it. so good. Okay. I'm going to try a noodle. Mmm. I like those noodles. I think I think Panera used to make like a chicken noodle soup that had noodles sort of like similar to this. They were actually like thicker. Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yum. Excuse me. I can't answer in full words because I have to have my mouth full of beefy noodles. <laughs> of course. I understand. <laughs> Yum. Yeah. Yum. Rousing success. Perfect way to yeah. start the new year. Cozy and warm and delicious, healthy. <laughs> Just Absolutely. 100% healthy. I didn't think that would be enough Dijon, but it's perfect. I don't want any more than that. Yeah. No. No, you, you like it. It just adds that like really nice, like mustard kick. Yeah. Just at the end. Just a just little. Just at the end. Hello. Have you had it with your wine? Oh, no, I forgot. Wine. Hello, wine. Not 100% the pairing I'd probably go with. Got it. What would you That's do? That's all right. Oh, just a different Pinot. I I've think seen, the style, yeah, the style's like maybe a, either a bit too juicy. Maybe I need mm-hmm. something a little more austere and earthy. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just about done with my second batch of noodles. I am just going to cook them all because I don't have too many left. <laughs> so much for freezing. Yeah. And they just cook so quickly. It makes right. it easy. Uh-huh. I love the chew on the noodles. Mm. So good. So good. I like the shapes. I like the thick, the wider noodle. Yeah, I do. I like the wider noodles that are in my mix of noodle sizes. <laughs> okay, I have to taste a noodle with the sauce. Let me do that. Come here, you little mushrooms. <laughs> oh, that was good. I hadn't eaten yet today, so I needed that. <laughs> so hot but i can't stop chewing (laughs) that's so good ej Mm. off the table ej kitty bad girl Mm. oh i yeah i'm i'm obsessed with these noodles have to add them into the rotation it's exactly what i wanted it's almost it's not like dumpling-y but it's like it's more 
Yeah. It's got, I know. got that perfect shoe <laughs> that I that I didn't know I needed. I knew you needed oh. it, Becca. You I knew, knew it. <laughs> of course you knew it. Half Pulling a second. Out my last nudes. <laughs> Pulling out the last nudes. Half a second, I thought you had a sunburn on the back of your neck, but it's your mm-hmm. tank top. <laughs> <laughs> you're bright red. Oh, no, you're not. Oh, okay. uh, no, you're not. <laughs> It's like, wow, that is impressive that you managed to, like, get sun lotion all over everywhere but the shape of a tank top on your neck. That's pretty <laughs> yeah. amazing. But those couple of strips right along your shoulders. This is so good. This is such a perfect, like you said, it's perfect for, like, a rainy day, but it's also perfect for any colder day when you just want to feel, like, a little cozy in a bowl. I am sold on every aspect of this. Oh, did you top with parsley? No, I didn't. No. I'll do it later. Okay. (laughs) I do want to share my green onion trick that I saw on Instagram real quick. So this, I'll try to find the site so we can post it or the page so we can post it. But anyway, basically the trick is when you get your green onions, chop them up all the way and then put them in the freezer and then you can use any portion of it that you want anytime. Genius. Genius. People are geniuses out there. It's amazing. So many smart people. So I'll try that today. But yeah, I need to go eat a fuck ton of noodles and mushrooms right now. Because this is so good. Go enjoy your shrooms and nudes. Yeah. (laughs) Cheeky, cheaty, nudes and shrooms. Nudes and shrooms. Oh, God. It's just getting better and better. Oh, we are starting the year off with a bang. Yeah. <laughs> a bang full of jokes. <laughs> so keep telling everyone you know about our podcast. We're very excited to see new listeners in new places. We'll try to get the recipe up on highgluttony.com. We'll try to remember to take some pictures before we eat it all. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I got, I've got some pictures and I've got a video of me doing the frozen beef thing. I'm not okay. sure if we even really talked about the fact that I had to freeze the beef to slice it nice and thin. I don't know if we did talk about that. Yeah. Real quick. We Gretchen got a trick from our friend Fanny Farmer about freezing your beef and then slicing it real thin before you use it for it, these kind of applications as Gretchen says. Huge difference. Like for stir fry, for stroganoff apparently. Like, Yeah. <laughs> Mm. So nice, freeze your beef. so thin, freeze your beef for just about an hour, just until it's kind of set up nicely. And then it'll slice like a dream, especially if you have sharp knives. Shout out to Paul, who shamed me into sharpening my knives this week because he came and was like, Gretchen, really? Oof. Are your knives this dull? And I was like, yeah, they are. Oh, the, the dull <laughs> knife shame. Oh, <laughs> Have to thank him for shaming me a little bit. That's true. Made today much easier. Thanks for the shame, Paul. (laughs) Thanks for the shame. (laughs) Well, I think we are starting the year off so fantastically. This is so exciting. This is going to be the year we make money off this podcast. Hot, creamy nudes. Hot, (laughs) creamy nudes. (laughs) Off we go. Off we go. Hi, creamy nudes. Oh, give me all the nudes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I'm stopping. <laughs> okay.